Culture. Passion. I was going to say, I was just going to say the culture of the project is passion. Out of my head. I know. It's so good, though, isn't it? It's so good. We, this episode, oh my goodness, we are, we're talking about culture and we are both so passionate about the importance of it and caffeinated. So we really hope that you enjoy it because we truly are passionate about it. And I think, I hope that you remain curious. It's January. Everyone's coming off the holidays and whatever you did. And we hope that you're entering uh, Q1 um, curious and ready to build an intentional culture. We're recording. We are live, ready to go, raring to go. What a day. We've really been just creating for the community. It's been it's been amazing. The inspiration that we have received from, but we need more from your comments and your, it's been so good, right? It's been so, so good. And it has helped us to truly define our culture, talking about how important culture is, especially in the workplace and what it defines and how we benefit from it. And how do we spot it? How do we spot it? So when we're thinking about this in the workplace, when you think about culture, what, Dr. Miller, what comes to mind first when you think about culture in a workplace? The first word that popped into my mind was perpetual, which I think you're going to be like, what in the... (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, I think that culture builds for better or for worse with velocity. You know, so it's going to do what it does. It's going to take on a life of its own. So to be intentional about what you're building to the best of your leadership ability is the goal. And noticing where you have it and what you need to build on. Oh, because it changes even and this is Damn. this is something I'm working with you know currently is just ensuring that we continue to build and a later episode we're going to get into acculturation and making sure new team members but if you're just talking about coming into an organization and looking at what you have or continual measurement of what you're building just the kind of with that standard team even that is something that you need to be conscious of Absolutely. I love that you said intentional. We have to be intentional. And I also love what you said about it building and it can build to a positive place or it can build to a negative place. And we have to be so vigilant about that. As leaders, we are stewards of that, right? Of making sure that that culture is in alignment. How about now? Now we're back. Now we're back. So culture in the workplace, and I took this right out of a definition um, from a, uh, oh gosh, I'll have to give it to you at the end, building culture. But culture in the workplace refers to the attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors that collectively shape the regular atmosphere within an organization. So it's exactly what you said in building to a positive or building to a negative. We want to make sure that we're vigilant and that we have in our, our intention is very clear. A healthy workplace culture is positive and it encourages collaboration among employees. It aligns workforce behavior 
with the strategic objectives of the company. It connects to the purpose, right? I love that. That's good. Right? It, It keeps you aligned. It also answers who are we? right? Who who are we? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why do we use particular language in our organization? How do we treat people? I mean, it's all of those things. So I loved what you said just a minute ago about spotting it. How do we, how do we spot it? How do we see that it is intentionally infused in every aspect of what we're doing? And we just so happen to be able to name some ways that you can take a look at it. You were going to say something. I saw you take a breath. What were you going to say? I just want to be sure that we're addressing that the culture of the overall organization is not necessarily what we're targeting here. We're really looking at the subculture of the team that you're leading. So it will be ultimately very highly likely in alignment with the nature of the organization, but the words may differ, how it looks may differ, and it really should be specific to the subculture and to the team. And you may have a few of them that you're leading that are a little bit different. So you agree? Absolutely. And and I'm so grateful that you called that out because you're 100% right. Within all cultures, all cultures, there are some cultures and they do have slight differences. Sometimes they have pretty large differences, right? But in this case, what you just called out so beautifully is the alignment. There needs to be some alignment there with the overall organization. You have to know where your cog sits in the machine and then all of the culture that surrounds the people who are actually doing the job within that department, right? And if for some reason there's a a huge misalignment. Maybe there's very positive overall organizational culture, but within a particular department, there could be something negative or toxic going on that's gotten you out of alignment. That's where we want to, we want to focus and make sure that we're, we're getting some alignment and making sure that we are understanding where any gaps might be or where any opportunity to Bring something together more. I was going to say elevate, but yes. Elevate. Big game. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just love this conversation. Take, take us down the path. Where are we going? We're going to the first three areas. So these are tips if you're evaluating where you are in creating the culture that is intentional and best for you. And or I think coming into an organization In our humble opinion, I don't want to speak for you, but I know we've spoken off microphone about this. We want to be sure that you are observing the culture that you're entering. And and I that goes for outside of the workplace as well. That goes going to someone else's home or anything, really. Um, So these three things would just be areas. And um, the first one is the physical environment. So really observing the workspace, the layout the ambiance, the energy, note any visible symbols or decorations reflecting the culture. So this is really just being aware, taking a scan. Let's see, let's even take corporate America out of it. Okay. Does the home you're entering have a pile of shoes at the door because they're they're taking them off to enter, right? That may be cultural, maybe preference, it doesn't matter, it's the culture of the home. Yeah. You walk into an office, everything is silent, nobody's talking. Unless that's just a freak accident, probably something going on with the culture. Right. right. 
I love it. I and, I and I love what you said, mentioned about symbols, right? So even taking in decorations, colors, uh, perhaps there are in 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 people's homes, they hang different pieces of art. There might be something that is stating some of the things that are of value to them in their home, a loving home, patient, family members and caregivers. Maybe it's everyone's welcome here or they love their fur babies beyond belief, like whatever it may be. The same in an office building, you may start to see in the artwork or on, on the wall posted quotes um, maybe their values are posted. Maybe it is that there are lovely open areas for communal work and not a lot of singular desks that are around because maybe they want to promote that group work and that communal space. So really just being in observation mode and taking that physical environment in, that's the first place to start. And I love it. Second one, informal conversations engaging in small talk with associates, gather their impressions. You're listening for common themes. And this one to me is about listening. You're you're talking to people and you're trying to understand their story. What are you picking up? Um I don't I don't I think it's listening. Yes, I I agree. Also, it gives you an opportunity to see how they're they're what language they're using because I think not only the professional jargon that we all kind of try to balance when we use it and when we don't in every profession, but also just how they're speaking to one another, right? Is there a more casual, hey, what's up every time that someone's coming in in the morning? Is it more formal? It, what What is it and how does it change or how does it morph as more people come into the, the experience and actually exchange with one another? So... I love that. I think that's a good one too, man. You love everything. Not bad. Organizational documents. I think this is a interesting one because I don't know that I would have prior to this conversation put this on my list, but I think it's a good one. Reviewing the the reviewing the mission statements fairly common in values, but culture related material. So to me, I think this is even again like putting your values of your subculture or how you're defining that, not necessarily at the organizational level. To me, when I think about this, it's the documents of that team. Yes. And what makes them different? Yes. Who's created them? Where are they held? What do they look like? Do they have a stamp on them? Do they not? Do they say who authored them? Is it a team signature? Is it a person signature? It just all of those little details are going to tell you a little bit about how things are created. Yes. Yes. And I think when, when you were just talking about the subculture piece, really... When you have a really good understanding of the part that you play in the overall mission and the overall purpose of the larger organization, you really at that point can start to connect those values within your team, within your service line, within your department of what's important to them as they're doing that specific role, that specific job, that again contributes to the overall growth and the overall success. So I think those pieces go hand in hand. And that's usually in 
your policies, your procedures, your and and not just organization. I'm that's I'm with you on this. It's not the organizational piece, but those workflows that you've created within your department and within that particular subset, right, of of the associates and looking at that and really, really connecting with it. Cause it's it's very, very important. I've got an analogy that's coming to mind. Oh, I love it. California has, what do you think, five different subclimates? Like everyone's like, oh, Southern California, California in general, so sunny and bright. It's not, right? So even in that climate, if we're taking climate and culture as synonymous, and there are so many subclimates, right? What do you want it to be? Do you want it to be the desert in the summer? No. But we have to recognize that there are sometimes those types of subclimates that may need, to your point, elevated and changed and brought to a more medium, 70 and breezy <laughs> type, of, type of vibe. But it's going to ebb and flow with the seasons. It's it's rarely stagnant and staying in alignment with that. So utilizing these three areas to go back and verify and check and ha- have you come out of alignment with your original destination and your original where you were originally with um, your subclimate and subculture. I love that. I love it. Great analogy, too. That was awesome. I hope we love it when we sign off. Sometimes we say things that I'm like, what's that? I don't know. It was really good. And and I love checking back in, too. Right. So we've, we've talked about um, this idea of checking in on these things. You mentioned it's dynamic and it's evolving. And so culture, because it is a it has Basically, it has a life of its own, right? It, it it has its own language and its own foods and its own locations. And and you have to keep an eye on it with intentional care. You need to be checking in on how that culture is showing up in all these different places. And I, I think that's you got to be vigilant. You've got to be vigilant to keep it positive. We have another one. So number one was physical environment Two informal conversations three organizational documents hit them with number four and i think you kind of teed us up for this is really the employee behavior so when you're being intentional and it's dynamic and you're checking in who you hire oh you elevate who you support is going to influence this culture so if you have something building that you're proud of and you like you want to you need to protect it in a way and you need to make sure that the individual is entering are understanding what they're entering and the individuals in it are adhering to the values that you've determined as that community and that culture. That is applause. That is a round of applause for you because I think we sometimes do a disservice to new team members, especially if they're hiring in at a higher level, like a leadership level, that we tell them to, you know, we welcome them in, come on in and and learn about who we are and take some time and connect with people. And But we really do need to be able to give them the time and the space to review the documents, to observe the physical environment, to be a part of it, to really get in there and understand and become enriched and embedded these this this cultural piece they they need to become a part of it as well they need to become a part of the fabric as well and i think sometimes they miss it and i think we could do a better job of giving them specifics so 
I think typically it's you come in and you say, okay, please go have one-to-ones with X, Y, and Z, understand what they do. But if you said, please go have a one-to-one and think about these five areas, and I want you to observe and come back to me as the individual who brought you into this organization and tell me your perspective. Uh, I want to see what you're seeing through your eyes. And then I, and then from that point, decide who do they see next? What what needs to happen next? Because there is a certain kind of tipping point where you don't want to tell people necessarily like what it is. It's like, this is what we're building. Mm-hmm. And I also want you to go have some experience yourself and start creating those relationships inside of this culture. I love it. You know, what I was realizing as you were saying that, and I know we have to get to the next one, but what I was realizing as you were saying that is that most of the time, in at least in my experience, in books that I've read, in um, some of the experts' advice on bringing new individuals into leadership roles, we tell them, like the first thing that you hear is understand who the key stakeholders are, right? Yeah. But we aren't saying to them, understand the culture of the team that is being led by that key stakeholder. And the values of the key stakeholders. And the values of the key stakeholders. We're leaving them so open and unto themselves that we aren't giving them any specifics. And then I believe we set them up for failure because they show up so different than the culture that it's it can almost to me it can almost be offensive it really it it, it can almost be offensive if they're not using our language and they don't understand our values and they don't get why we show up to work every day and why what we do is so important and that seems like it would be a really easy thing to understand but it's not culture is very complicated in that scenario the organization has made assumptions about the individual they've hired. And subsequently, that individual they've hired has now made assumptions about the people at the organization. Yes. And that never is going to be good. No. And you can't get that first impression back. You, you, It will either work for you or it will work against you. Yes, stripes, that's true. You don't get another chance. So if you're not, if you're there and you're listening and you're learning and you're seeking information and you're coming in curious, we were just talking about remaining curious, right, about how this place works and and what these people are about and how it is that you can add value to what's going on. If you can't come in that way, it's going to come off. It's not going to come off as a team play. It's not going to come off in a way that is becoming a part of the culture to elevate it, which I love that you said that about intention and elevation. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what is number five? Employee sentiment. So I think that's really allowing some feedback, understanding what they're truly feeling, asking some questions, um, having a more in-depth conversation. So that that to me is more back and forth, less than the observing. But I think in both of these, it goes back to what you said, which is stay curious. Actually, all five. Stay curious when you're engaging in it to begin with. Stay curious throughout the end. Don't assume. Yeah. Do not assume yeah. that every team has the same subculture. Do not assume that it will stay the same. Know that you need to work for it and you need to work to keep it. Actually, you probably have to work harder to keep it than you do to get it. I, I agree. I agree. And I was just thinking as if I'm if I were a new leader in a new 
opportunity. And I'm wanting to get to know the culture of the different teams and then also how they work together within the organization. I'm going into the physical environment. I'm I'm doing that, you know, that look around is number one to see what I can see. I'm starting to listen to the informal conversations. I'm I'm looking at the organizational documents. I'm I'm then, you know, looking at the employee behavior and the employee sentiment. I also think if I had the opportunity as I'm watching and I'm learning and I'm being with these wonderful new team members that I have, if I see them acting with urgency or importance about something, I'm going to want to ask why in that remaining curious piece, right? I'm going to want to say, hey, I saw how important getting that file over to Jane was, right? And so I saw Can you tell me more about that? Why? I saw you act with urgency. I saw how important it was to you. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about the importance. Because when we're acting with that curiosity, then we can ask the questions that get us to pull back the layers and really understand. Once we understand why it's important to them, then we're moving forward on how it's important to the organization. And I think you can tell by our conversation how important it is to us because we both get pretty passionate. Everything. It's everything. Culture is I think a take home could be to take one of these areas and just look at it differently. Take the physical environment, the informal conversations that you have at your next one to one, an organizational document, behavior you're observing, or sit someone down and have a conversation with them and remain curious about some of these more cultural based questions and think just one thing that you haven't considered previously for me it's the documents i don't know why i just didn't put that in the vibe of culture but i feel like you could very easily turn that into a team document with a little mascot at the top or yeah signing you know colored community yeah you could put so much stuff in there i love that i also love what yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you about the the documents because I think we think of culture as living, breathing, moving, right? It's it's very there's energy behind it. So when you see something on paper, it doesn't always feel the same. But I absolutely agree with you that it is a manifestation of the culture and the way things are worded and how they look and and just what's on the paper. It definitely is. And I I loved when when you said in our last one, employee sentiment. You know, understanding, getting feedback and and using that conversation, those one on one conversations or even small group conversations to really gather that it doesn't have to be. It could be a survey. It doesn't have to be a survey, though. You can get information from people about culture and satisfaction and their perceptions just from those interactions, just by staying curious and asking questions. I love that. Yes. Gosh, we're so passionate about this. You can tell how important it is. I love it. Stay curious. Stay curious and and get out there and look at where your culture is showing up. Is your culture showing up across all five of these? Take one and start. That's your homework. I'll be doing it too. Me too. Have a great week. Big love. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. 
As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. Best practice for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.